Well, we are pleased that you're joining us, especially from the US. And Norway. Norway, Shetland Isles. Northern Ireland, Southern North, Ireland. Southern Ireland, you say international affair. Um, it's good to come together and it feels like we're on a new adventure, which is wonderful. We just trust that you're going to be blessed, challenged and encouraged. Yes, yeah. Nina. Yeah. So we call ourselves Restoration House. That's a group of us who meet in various homes in the South and now on Zoom in the US. And about 10 years ago, uh, we were praying about, well, what do we do? What do we do in being church? And the Lord gave us Isaiah 58 that we're to be repairers of the breach and restorers of streets with dwellings. But the New Living Translation says restorers of homes. And that's what we were doing. We were meeting in homes and then gradually we got bigger and bigger. We started meeting monthly in a hall and that stopped last year. We went back to homes and now with COVID, of course, we're online. But we really wanted to provide that context where we can gather together with as many friends as possible and bring yeah. other friends in where we can share and hear from one another. So we're really thrilled that uh, old friends, uh, Dave and Pat Bilbra, we go back way back to the 70s in the house church in Romford and John Noble and Nancy Gowdy are gonna be with us this evening sharing. So Dave's going to lead us into the presence uh, for a while and then John Noble's going to share on a topic dear to his heart and after that, we're going to have a panel discussion with Dave and Pat, Nancy, John, and John and myself. Because there are so many of us, we have to restrict the numbers. But if you want to ask a question or make a comment, please use the chat box. And I'll try and keep an eye on that. Uh, and if we can bring in any of your questions or comments, we will. So come along with us on this new adventure, this new journey. And let's just build community online. So bless you all. I'll hand over yeah. to Dave now. Thank you, Dave. Hello, everybody. Great to see you and welcome to my living room where I am. I wish I could be with you personally, uh, but, you know, here we are on Zoom doing our thing. And uh, I've got a little bit of time just to sing. If you want to sing along, you can, but not all the songs you'll necessarily know. But never mind, because the important thing is that we soak ourselves in the presence of God release our affections to him whether that be verbally or whether just from our hearts some of you will know this one anyway all hail the lamb enthroned on high his praise shall be our battle cry Victorious, forever glorious, his name is Jesus, he is the Lord, all hail the Lamb, enthroned on high. Glorious is 
Celebrate your love. And you know, as I so often say, we celebrate and we worship because of who God is and what he's done. Who he is, reigning majestic, reigning over all things, an eternal God who knows our beginning and knows our end. And yet each one of us has got a story, a story of belonging to him and a story in which he weaves his plans and his purposes through us and to us and our worship is a response to that to seeing something of the love of God 
and seeing something of his activity in our lives but it is a response and you know I travel and uh, tour a great deal talking about worship in lots of different situations and so often we get the cart before the horse we're talking about the songs and we're talking about the music and we're talking about the styles and the methods but actually it starts with an encounter with a heart that changes as we are revived and refreshed by a sense of his nearness a sense of his presence which is always there and yet somehow when we open up our attention when we look full in the face at who God is our attitudes our motivations our ways of doing things change in the, in the book of Psalms it, it uses a phrase um, again and again about bowing down before God sometimes think that those people of other religions you know particularly the people of the Muslim faith you know they're ahead of us in some ways they, they bow down when they worship now I'm not asking you in your living room <laughs> this evening to get down and bow down necessarily but you know there's something that happens when we bow down our head goes lower than uh, our, 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 our heart our head takes the lower place to our heart and our worship is a, a matter of opening up our heart and our affection to God and letting go of our framework of understanding and realizing that God is so much bigger our worship is the recognition that he is bigger and well yeah we're important in his purposes but our ideas are so small compared with him so I'm going to sing this song to you it's taken from scripture actually but tells us to humble ourselves because the true attitude of worship is recognizing that he is big and I'm so very small and yet he wants to work through me and you and all of you in your front rooms this afternoon Humble yourselves under God's mighty hand so that he will lift you up. Humble yourselves under God's mighty hand so that he will lift you up cast all anxiety on him because he cares for you open your hearts to the Lord your God and know his love for you open your hearts to the Lord your God and know 
love for you Cast all anxiety on him Because he cares for you sing that with me and respond as we sing I bow I give you all praise and honor Lord bow down worthy worthy is your name before you my Lord my Lord oh thoughts, with all our questions, with all our worries and with all our fears, we humbly acknowledge you as our God, as our Lord, as our Maker. The Apostle Paul was a man who had great spiritual stature and strength, and yet he wasn't afraid to say, I'm perplexed. I'm persecuted on every side, I'm struck down, but I'm not abandoned because he had confidence in the bigger picture of his life. He knew that those things were going to achieve an eternal weight of glory. And he was looking beyond just what was the seen into the unseen realm. We might feel weary and heavy-hearted but we're on the winning side and with all the saints we can join from every generation with the declaration that the kingdoms of this world however we look out at this world belongs to Christ and I'm going to finish with this the kingdoms of this Become the kingdoms of our Lord and Christ, and He shall reign forevermore. 
all glory to our God. 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 The kingdoms of this world. Kingdoms have become the of our Lord and Christ, of our Lord and Christ, and He shall reign forevermore. All glory to our God. All glory to our God. this world become the kingdoms of our Lord and Christ. Amen. And you can hear that angel singing next to me, which is Pat Bilbra. You'll be seeing her in a minute. I'm going to hand over back over to you, Chris. Thank you, Dave. That was lovely to hear Pat. <laughs> Takes me back to the days, early days in Romford uh, with John, John Noble, who's going to share. Well, this is lovely. This is lovely. Let's just yeah. let's just uh, be still for a moment while Dave gets ready. With Pat's going to join him. So, Dave, I'll try and take your camera off for a moment. Okay. No, can't. Okay. Let John in. Well, it's our delight to welcome John Noble, who's our spiritual father, way back in 1970, when he started what became one of the, um, what do you call them, first new churches, the house church movement in Romford, uh, living in community, had an amazing vision, and Dave and Pat, is Pat, hello Pat, <laughs> Dave's wife Pat and John and myself were part of that at the early beginnings. And with Christine, his wife, who was so inspiring and prophetic and creative, so much music and, and drama and creativity came out of Rockford. Mm. And to me, that part of that was the DNA, but also it's because we were community and there was something about being together that provoked the creativity. So we very much welcome you, John. Thank you. We welcome your word. Thank you. Uh, we say love to you and love to Christine and thank you for all that you've done over the years and all you're going to do. Thank you. So I hand over to you now. Brilliant. Well, thanks for the invite, Chris. It's great to be here and our history does go back a long way. Lovely to be with Pat and Dave and um, Pat was one of the university students that got involved with us many years ago and eventually moved to be with us and then Dave was one of the young worship leaders. He started his worship career in the Railway Arms. We planted out a church 
from the cauliflower in Seven Kings to the railway arms in Dagenham and Dave led worship there and he's gone on forever since and I don't see him finishing soon. Go for it, mate. Lovely to have Nancy here too. She uh, came with her team to one of our Springbank holiday meetings in Brentwood Centre with a couple of thousand people and sang her heart out. It was brilliant. So it's lovely to be here with friends. Lovely to see others from, well, I won't mention names, will I? But uh, from Norway, we have to say Norway. Lovely to see you, Bjorn. So it's great to be here. And obviously, time is limited, so I'm going to launch straight in. Chris mentioned a subject to me which she knew that I had been involved in because of certain circumstances in my life, and she talked about gratitude. And so I'm going to start there. Um, the, the title's a bit of a mouthful, Coping with the Challenge of Change in Circumstances, Culture, Lifestyle with Gratitude. Bit of background. Christine, my lovely wife, was diagnosed with dementia in 2011, and that meant I was facing my biggest challenge ever. My focus changed pretty well immediately from international ministry, team leader, to 24-hour carer. And believe me, that's a big change. Our last ministry trip was to Brazil in 2013. We went to a great network of churches. A little book that I wrote called First Apostles, Last Apostles, uh, was received there and translated into Portuguese and it was circulated around all the churches and so I was welcomed as a celebrity everywhere I went they said this is the man that gave us the book first apostles last apostles it was a great time Christine was already manifesting the symptoms of dementia and while she was there she got a urinary infection and was taken into hospital which was quite scary she became delirious but the host was, and his family were great to us, and the hospital there was, was ter terrific. And we got through that and managed to finish the trip. Christine was taken into care in 2016, two days after my 80th birthday. The family took me out for a birthday party, but it was the most miserable party I'd ever had because I knew Christine was going in on the Monday after the Saturday evening. I wet buckets, buckets. She was there for a week, ostensibly, to have her medication sorted out. And um, in fact, she never came out, which in a strange kind of way had to be the Lord because it was a blessing. I didn't want her to go, but I was suffering. I was losing weight. I think my mental state was pretty poor. And Christine suffered from sundowners at night. She would say to me, you're not my husband, rattling the front door at 12 o'clock at night, trying to get out to go home, take me home, take me home, she would say. That's all changed now, we don't get any of that. But then since that day, I visited the, the care home every single day for three and a half years, except one when I was held up through traffic. Uh, the pain I experienced was like manifold bereavements, having to tell her that she couldn't drive anymore. That was like a bereavement, having to face the issues of her not being able to remember what her address was and where she was going and all this kind of thing it was colossal. I, I mean, I have huge sympathy for people who suffer this kind of thing without God and without a family. So I learned to cope, taking one day at a time. And then Corona. Obviously, I'm cutting the story short. But more pain, more change, limited access to visits. Christine tests positive for COVID. She had no symptoms. She tested positive 
and then she tested unclear, then she tested positive, then she tested unclear, and finally the fifth test clear. We were tested too. So all that meant no visits. We were cut off. Now we're down again to being locked out. Actually, we do get one visit a week. And I said to myself when I heard, what torture, what more torture can the government decide to put on people like me and my wife in a care home? Christine has no ability to connect unless we're face to face, holding hands and singing and talking to her. But looking at her through a window, banging on the window and shouting to try and make her hear was like hell on earth. I tell you, it was awful. And so that was the kind of situation we found ourselves in. Sunday, October the 25th, I had a bad night. I woke up, I won't go into details, but it turned into a bad day. I opened the door to fear. And when you open the door to fear, it walks straight in. It's happened a number of times in my life and by God's grace, we've managed to conquer it. But I struggled all day to try and find things to do to take my mind off the fear and uh, to do, I went out for a trip in a car, for instance, just to get myself out of the house. And I switched the radio on. Somebody had used it before me and it was on a different station. And believe me, there was Barry, I think it was Barry Manilow, singing, I can make it through the rain. You think God speaks to you through pop singers? He sure does. And that song began to help me. Well, God tips up again. Sunday evening, our, our 4 p.m. Zoom meeting with Gerald Coates and, and the group, uh, uh, Andy, that's Sharon, my daughter's husband, was speaking on an attitude of gratitude, expressing and practicing gratitude. Actually, if you want to watch his talk, it's on uh, my Facebook page, Google John and Christine Noble, and you'll get it. Scroll down and you'll get the, the talk. And it's on YouTube if you would like to see it. But the Holy Spirit convicted me while Andy was talking. I repented. I confessed my sin of not being thankful to God for all that he was had done in my life and all he was doing. And the Holy Spirit began to move in my life and the fear began to subside. Last Sunday, again, one of our ladies spoke. Linda, and she shared on God is good, a simple thing. She apologized that her talk was very short. She made a point which struck home. She said the opposite to fear is not bravery, it's love, God's love. You know, you can't be brave, not when you're in the kind of situation some of us are in. The only way you can get out of it is to receive God's love. So as I pondered this, um, Christine mentioned gratitude. And I woke up on the next morning with George Matheson's old hymn on my mind, Oh, love that will not let me go. As I pondered it, it was the verse about tracing rainbows through the rain. Oh, joy that seekest me through pain. I cannot close my heart to thee. I trace the rainbow through the rain and know the promise is not vain. That morn shall tearless be. As I thought about it, the sun shone through the window and a beautiful rainbow appeared on my duvet as a confirmation and so i'm tracing not chasing chasing tracing the rainbows through the rain and uh, if you remember god said this shall be a sign of a covenant i'm making between you and me and every living creature he made it to noah and Noah's family and that promise has come down to you and me god has made a covenant Years ago, we started a company called The Rainbow Company. You may remember it. The idea was to challenge the Christian bookshops, which were so boring. 
my book Hide and Sex did find itself into one or two bookshops, but they kept it under the counter and gave it out in brown paper bags. But anyway, we took our rainbow company to Greenbelt and uh, there one of the celebrities came. Christine was pulling out the t-shirts with, with slogans on like Baptists are wet all over or the, uh, uh, there's a sprinkling of Anglicans never did anybody any harm. And um, this celebrity came over, Ronald Schneider, and he said, don't you know the rainbow is a symbol of gay pride? I said, oh, I thought it was a symbol of God's promise and God's love. Ah, well, we're going to get it back from gay pride because we want the promise of God. And God prepared Noah to face change, brought him through the flood and gave him a future. So to gratitude, gratitude past, gratitude present and gratitude future. It's time for us all to trace the rainbows through the rain, past blessings. I look back with gratitude because God used me and others in a small way to be part of a movement that changed the shape and practice of the church in the UK and around the world. That move of the spirit gave me two international revival con conferences to work on, Brighton, sorry, Bern in 1990 in Switzerland, and Brighton 91 with thousands of people worshipping and praising God for revival around the world. Andy uh, um, from Brighton led the Jesus March through the centre of Bern with his flags dancing and so on. It was a great time. And so I have much to thank God for. It gave me lifelong quality friendships. God gave me constant provision to do all that he called me to do. We trusted God when we had nothing and he gave us a faith we had five kids no home nowhere to go but God provided everything for us and at that time because we could see that he provided for us in our youth we knew that he would provide for us in our old age so it's time now to trace the rainbows through present reality what have I got to thank God for a wife in care Suffering torment? No, a wonderful home provided by God twice when we lost it for nothing. We came here to Surrey with nothing. God provided us with a, a wonderful home after two, three years. And now we live in that with our, our family. He gave us that supportive family. Also, he gave me the promise of prosperity. After a devastating Pioneer Conference some years ago, before Christy had gone to care, Christine was not well, and I went to the conference. 500 people asked me how Christine was. By the end of the conference, I thought I was in a mental state. I felt like breakdown. So I came home, but Wayne Drain came to visit. And that was the last time I saw Christine prophesy over Wayne and his team, every single one of them, and they were in tears. And then Wayne prophesied over me, and he promised that God was going to prosper me financially and he left me a $20 bill, which still hangs up in my study. And today, with lockdown, my eBay shop, I buy and sell postage stamps, is doing a rip-roaring trade. And God is providing for us wonderfully. So we're getting near the close. It's time to trace the rainbow through the rain for future promises. What do I see? I see fear conquered. Our immediate future is unknown. But whatever the challenge, by God's grace, we will trace the rainbow through the rain and know the promise is not vain. I see Christine healed.
praising God in the dance in glory with, with a host of her friends that have gone on there before her. I also see God's promise coming to pass. Revelation chapter 22, 1 to 5. The angel showed me a river of water of life as clear as crystal flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb in the middle of the street of the great city. On each side of the river, there were trees of life bearing fruit. No longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and of the Lamb is in the city and his servants will serve him. They will see his face and his name will be on their foreheads. There will be no night there, uh, and there will be no night there for, for uh, God is their light, and they will reign forever and forever. Finally, I found one verse in the message. I was reading it just the other day, and it's a verse that Christine would absolutely love. Christine used to say, I pray God will give Satan a body because I'd like to break every bone in it. And this verse comes from 16, Romans 16, verse 20, uh, in the message. Don't be gullible in regard to smooth talking evil. Stay alert like this. And before you know it, the God of peace will come down on Satan with both feet, stomping him into the dirt. Enjoy the best of Jesus. Romans 16, verse 20. So I say, amen. And start praising God for all that he's done, all that he is doing, and all that he will do for you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 That was brilliant. Thank you. I wish, I wish uh, those of you who've never met Christine, well, you will, will meet her one day. Yeah. Um, she was one in, a, one in a million. Forced to be reckoned with. Forced to be reckoned with. Uh, certainly would take that attitude to Satan. Thank you, John. We're going to... Yeah. I I shot me time. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> you are most welcome. So we've got a panel, including Nancy Gowdy. Nancy's at the top there. Can you unmute yourself, Nancy? Yeah. Those of you who don't know Nancy, she she's amazing. Uh, she used to be in a group. She used to be in a group called Heartbeat, and uh, well, lots and lots of things with her husband Ray. Um, she runs Spiritual Health Weekends. And we'll be hearing from Nancy um, in the new year. She's going to be one of the speakers. Uh, but would you like to kick off the panel, Nancy, and just comment on, on what John's shared? Sure. Um, well, first of all, it's great to be with you all tonight. Absolutely brilliant. Lovely. I don't know a lot of you, but it's lovely to be with you. And I do recognise some of the names up there. But also, John, I just wanted to say thank you so much for sharing what you said about your journey. You know, it's years since I've seen you and Christine. Um, but when Ray and I met you in the early 80s, we were astounded by your kindness and your wisdom to this young couple who had just started out in ministry. So thank you so much for that. And thank you too for what you shared tonight about gratitude. I just love that because the same thing happened to me. Um, some of you might know that I lost my husband at Ray in 2016, four years ago. And uh, as you can imagine, I was absolutely devastated. Um, he was my best friend, my husband, my lover, my partner in ministry. Um, he was just everything. And um, I'm not going to go through the whole journey tonight, but uh, 
uh, you know, John, I would just love to send you a, a book if you, uh, maybe I'll get your address from Chris, Chris and send it to you. I've just released a new book called Who Would Ever Have Thought? And it's about those, the last 40 years of ministry. Wow. And uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I'd love to send it to you. But, um, you know, I'm not going to go through the whole journey tonight about that. But when I lost Ray, uh, I was devastated. I was distraught, actually. I didn't imagine that that would actually happen, even although he had been ill for about 20 odd months. Um, but I, I didn't, I was in faith, believing God would do something, but he died. And you can imagine the confusion and the not understanding what was going on and what was happening. How, how could God allow this to happen? It just seemed crazy. And I can identify with some of your story, John, because of what I've been through. But um, through that night when Ray died and, and I, I mean, it's a long story. And as I say, I'm not going to tell the story here, but it was, it was just um, a time where I thought to myself, I'm going to trust God through this. And supernatural things happen because I said I was going to trust you and not walk away. Um, because a, a lot of us, when heartache comes and devastation comes, we walk away because we can't cope with it. And I determined myself that night, um, and the very night that Ray died, I'm not going to walk away from this. I'm going to trust you, God. And supernatural stuff happened. Like I got... One thing I'll tell you about was I got a peace and it's the peace that passes all understanding. I, I always wondered what that kind of peace felt like. And now I know and I've had it for the last four years. It's never once gone away. And uh, I've been through tough times, through difficult times. But that peace has never, ever left me. And so therefore, you talked about gratitude. Oh my goodness, I walk around the house, uh, this house I'm living in, and I'm living here alone, but I'm never alone. And I walk around this house and I say to God often, God, I am so grateful. I'm so grateful. What am I grateful for? Well, there's lots of things I'm grateful for. I'm grateful that, you know, uh, I still have a life. I, I'm, I still have a ministry. I, I still lead NGM. Um, I, I've I'm thankful for the finance I have. Uh, you know, there's lots of things I could be thankful for, but you know the thing I'm really grateful for? I'm grateful for his presence. Mm. That's what I'm grateful for. I'm grateful for his presence. I'm sure, John, you feel exactly the same thing. I could not do without mm. the presence of God with me, you know. Um, it's him that I am so grateful for. And when he comes, he brings everything else as well, which is amazing. But you know, I, I, my heart went out to you, John, because, I mean, Ray was in hospital, not in care, but I was, I was his carer, you know, and um, I, you know, there was real tough times in, in being a carer. But, you know, what you described about not being able to be with him mm. in the, uh, with Christine, I should say, in the um, care home. That blows me away because um, I remember my husband phoned me um, two o'clock in the morning one morning and I still I, I kept my phone on just in case he needed me at night or early in the morning like two o'clock in the morning he phones me saying Nancy I need you you've got to come in right now you know and of course I couldn't go in right now at that particular point and your heart just breaks because you want to be there I can totally get it John how you feel um I don't know how you cope with that um 
I, I know that Ray wouldn't have coped if I hadn't been able to go in and see him every day. Um, and I don't think I'd have coped actually not being able to go in and see him every day. So I just want to say, you know, God's grace is amazing. Absolutely incredible. But if you have any advice for people who perhaps have got loved ones in care homes, then do share it now. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it, it, you can't really explain it, but people who have gone through tough times um, no, but uh, yeah, I, I I wrote a little article actually, which is on a website called Embracing Age. I'm a, an ambassador for this website that look after care homes on how to cope with the difficulty of having a loved one in care. Mm -hmm. So if you went on Embracing Age, I'm sure you would find the article there, um, rather than me try and explain what was in the article. But uh, I think that was before I went through this latest round of mm -hmm. difficulty, which. Uh, you know, obviously has been uh, uh, probably the peak of, of the problem, mm -hmm. having her uh, not able to see, to touch her and not able to communicate with her was, uh, was, was really, I almost walked out to be honest, because the only good thing I could feel was that Christine probably doesn't even understand that I'm there. That was the only mm -hmm. good thing. So yeah, but God is good. Absolutely. Hallelujah. Absolutely. Bless you. Uh, Pat and Dave, have you got anything to comment? <laughs> John, when you spoke, it's so great to hear what you've had to say, and I have been reading in your Facebook. And folks, if you want to sort of see a little bit more and read a bit more, if you go on John's Facebook, he's written some amazing articles on it, and um, they've really touched me, John. And thank you. You know, having lived with you and Christine in your family home, I know the closeness of your relationship and the foreignness of your relationship, yeah. but how good it is and has been. And I just thank you for your honesty, but I thank you too, as you speak, you give us hope and hope is a wonderful, wonderful thing. And it's true that when we hope, actually physically, we're building things in our brain that are good and our brains are wired for love. God's given us one, a wonderful brain and it's wired for love and it's wired for hope. And listening to you, John, to, to this evening, it's, it's done good things for our brains, for our minds, as we receive that hope and we think in our own lives, what can we hope for? What can we choose to hope for rather than to, you know, think negative, toxic thoughts? Mm. So I really thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Hmm. So I've got a question, John. Yeah. Um, I totally get, you know, wh what you're saying and uh, thank you very much for it. And uh, tracing, not chasing. I love that. That's, that's wonderful. Um, I guess when you look at the book of Psalms, there's all sorts of emotions going on from the psalmist, who's obviously a worshipper. But he's asking those questions. He's got the depression. We tend to pick out the positive statements. Um, I suppose my, my question, and I'm, I'm totally with, with what you're saying, but this is a question. How do you equate that, those, those doubts, those fears, those anxieties, um, how do you reconcile all that with the message of, of hope and, and bring it all together? Do you understand what I mean? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. 
Yes, I think, to be honest, with great difficulty. And I think if you read the Psalms as I'm doing again at the moment, um, you do find exactly that. Mm. You find, uh, it seems almost as if the psalmist is being rude to God in, <laughs> in pouring out his grief and his pain. Mm. And sometimes that's all you can do. Mm. But the great thing is that God's shoulders are so big that he can bear it. And that's why he died on the cross. So he understands. And sometimes you may go through days. I, I'm sure people with mental troubles go through days. Even Christians, you've heard of Christians who've suffered and come through these things. Mm -hmm. I've got a friend um, from Wales, Laura, who was a, a great, she was a disciple of Christine. And she's writing a book on mental health because she is a sufferer. She has been inside care homes. She's a care home worker and she's a sufferer, a mental health sufferer. And her book is absolutely amazing. She's looking for a publisher for it. But she pours out her pain. She was in a care home as a care home worker, being abused by the care home staff. Can you believe it? And she pours all that out. It all comes out. But right the way through, she managed to carry on doing her missionary work, traveling overseas, going into prisons overseas, uh, helping people through tsunamis. I mean, she's an amazing lady. So there are times when we go through it and it seems there's not going to be an end. We don't always immediately receive the hope or the peace that we feel. We have to, that verse, it says, let us therefore labor to enter into our rest. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I find I'm laboring, but yeah. by God's grace, we get there in the end. They talk about the dark night of the soul, don't they? Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. As, as part of a spiritual process. As, as, it as is. Of, yeah. It is. Each one of us will find it different, but each one of us can find Jesus. Mm. Yeah. Mm. He's well, there. I found um, when I came to be with you and Christine in your home, yeah. um, reality. And that's what we're talking about. The psalmist yeah. pours out exactly how he's feeling and what you've done, you've poured out Nancy. And we've, we, we must embrace how we're feeling. Don't suppress it. Don't be afraid of it. Let it out to God. And as you've already said, John, mm. he's well able to, to take it all. And well, then, sure. I remember on one occasion when uh, Christine and I had had a row, because we often did, and you probably heard them as well, Pat. <laughs> and uh, um, I, I realised I was in the wrong. I, I am occasionally in the wrong. And um, <laughs> I said to Christine, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And she said, you don't sound very sorry. And I said, I'm not very sorry, but give me a bit more time and I'll be a bit more sorry. But sometimes you just need time, don't you? It's at work. It's a process. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you. So, Pat, would you, you pray that hope over us? We're all facing different difficult times. Not as serious as John maybe, but still it's 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 the prayer, the prayer of hope that strengthens us and speaks to mm. our spirit. Let's just quiet our minds just a moment. Just mm. be in his presence. He's here with us, has been all the time. He never leaves us. He's in us. He cannot leave us. Mm. Father God, thank you so much that you gave us jesus our biggest hope thank you that you give us hope every day of our lives and i pray that hope flourishes amongst all of us everyone that he is here tonight and everyone who will be listening 
uh, to this uh, broadcast, wherever they are, to know mm -hmm. that your hope is real. Your hope is Jesus. Mm -hmm. Your hope is a person. Your hope mm -hmm. is love. Amen. And we thank you so much. And so I pray a blessing of hope over us all this evening. Your hope, Lord God, Amen. in Jesus' name, strengthen us now with your wonderful hope. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Nancy? Yeah, Father, I just want to say thank you so much that you never, ever leave us or forsake us. You're constantly with us, no matter what circumstances we go through. And God, for all of us, we're all going through something at the moment. It could be a good thing or it could be a bad thing. But God, you're with us. You'll never leave us. You'll never forsake us. And God, that we can be grateful for. Mm. I just want to pray specifically for John and Christine, Lord. I want to pray mm. your blessing over them. Mm. I want to pray your glory over them. I want to pray your goodness over them, God. I want to thank you for who they are, for the many, many years of ministry that they've given. So I ask you, God, to bless John, bless Christine. Help them, God, in these latter years just yes, to really sense you, know you, go deeper with you. Um, and God, just let them fly at one point, God, just to, mm. with for Christine, God, into that glory situation, God, where she will know you and be set free at some point in the future. Lord, thank mm. you so much that you are a great and wonderful God. Hallelujah. God, I pray that you will, we will see that every day and it won't stop us. Um, our, our problems won't stop us from being so full of gratitude mm. and so grateful to you. Lord, thank you for who you are. Uh, bless each person on this, this call tonight, yes. I pray. Amen. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Hallelujah. Christ. Amen. 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 Praise you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. John, I want to take this opportunity while you're still with us here, because um, we had a chat the other week. What, you know, you were one of the pioneers for a complete change of the way church happened for some of us. What do you see now? Because so many people are, are waiting for this isolation to be over and to go back to whatever was normal. Uh, we're seeing more and more people wanting to meet in homes. What's your perspective? What's your vision for the future? Well, for the last few years, I've been uh, haunted by that verse in Isaiah um that says behold i'm doing a new thing do you not perceive it and the answer is no we don't <laughs> but god is doing a new thing and it, it actually is always the same thing which is streams in the desert mm. but the problem is he doesn't do it the way he did it last time so i believe that whilst this is a catastrophe and what is happening is awful and i believe it's demonic i believe i, I mustn't get into it but i'm i'm really believing bad things are going on at the moment both in government and across the world. But I believe that God only ever allows Satan to go as far yeah. as will work his purposes in the ultimate. So mm -hmm. that God will work his purposes. And I believe we have to address new questions, questions about the, the earth in which we live. The One of the great things God did for us was to show us that he loves the world which he created and that he wants us to look after this world. Therefore, that's important, and it's important to this young generation. So we need to get hold of some of these things, and I believe if we can grasp them and 
you know, meeting in different ways of touching people in different ways. I believe that a generation is being prepared again to hear the message of God's grace and God's love and that Jesus is coming again back to this world to, to live with us and through us as, as a temple for him. So, Amen. you know, I'd like to say I know exactly what's going to happen, but, <laughs> you know, some of these things have got to be addressed. Agenda, the, 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 our gender issues have got to be addressed. Slavery issues have got to be addressed. I did a little talk on Mayor Culper about Black Lives Matter because, you know, it's no good pulling down the statues, is it? We've got to pull down the statues in our own lives. I'm guilty of what has happened, and therefore I need to repent. Now, we've got a message to take out there, haven't we? In Jesus' name. Amen. John, you're still going for it. You're still, <laughs> you're still inspiring. Thank you. Bless you. And would you finish with, with a blessing on us? Thank you. Yeah, this uh, blessing was one I gave with Chris at the meeting. She was out and talked so beautifully with John, her husband, on the 50th anniversary of, well, it's 50 plus anniversary of the church in Romford. And um, uh, I was asked to say a blessing prayer. So I'll give the shortened version. If you want the long version, that's also on YouTube. So you can look that one up if you want. But uh, uh, my blessing was that I pray, and this applies to us all, not just Romford, I pray for a fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit to inspire and release the pioneers, to look beyond what has been and to see with faith what is to come in terms of God's purposes for this next generation. I pray for wisdom and discernment to know what to do and how to respond. In this politically correct world, we need to know what to do, when to do it and how to do it. And that any spirit of fear or confusion will be repelled. Mm. I pay for clarity of mind and honesty of heart in everything that we do. Yeah. I pray for leaders, teachers and prophets to receive a special outpouring of grace and truth. Yeah. Those two things that need to be married and are married in Jesus and can be given to us. Grace to be able to speak with love, but truth to be able to uncover the lies and deceit that's going on in the world today. And that in their sphere of influence, the leaders and the churches will go way beyond the numbers or their size. That's one of the things that was true of us when we were just 30 people, 100 people, our songs were going round the world and where we were not allowed to minister, the songs, the worship leaders like Dave listened to the ministry and the ministry went out through the worship leaders. So I pray that the sphere of influence will grow. I pray for a new release of creativity in song, in music, and in art to glorify God, magnify Jesus, and enhance our efforts to share the good news. I pray for health and strength and provision to achieve everything that you are called to do. Now, may the love of the Lord Jesus Christ draw you to himself, May the power of the Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you in his service. May the joy of the Lord fill your hearts and the blessing of God, the Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you forever. Amen. Amen. Thank you, John. Thank you. That was a delight, John. And uh, you've blessed the socks off us, mate. <laughs> by god's grace 
by God's grace. It is by God's grace. And it's a delight. One of the delights of this is to see faces and friends all over the place. Yeah. And we're so grateful for the friends that we have, aren't we? So grateful. Bless you all, Ian and Marge there, and many, many others that I can see. Thank you so much for uh, standing with us. It, it is an adventure, and you've sparked something, John, straight away. Thank you. Bless you. Thank Love you, you lots.